This, 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 this is mythical. Before we get started, we wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is supported by Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. There are so many people who brush way too hard. I was guilty of that, my dentist confronted me Oh, and that was awkward. Uh, some electric toothbrushes are way too abrasive. Mm-hmm. But Quip's sensitive sonic vibrations are gentle enough for your sensitive gums. I didn't know they were actual sonic vibrations. They're sonic, man. So sonic. There's like a sound? Oh, well, they, it makes a buzzing sound. It does. In my mouth. Uh, three out of four people use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective, and that's why Quip will send you automatically delivered to your door on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Uh, new brush heads. I just got mine, because my three months were up, I yeah. got my new heads, and uh, it was just like, whoa, I would have never made the switch this fast because I just don't think about it. But I don't have to think about it because they think about it for me. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. If you go to getquip.com slash ear, you can get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash ear. And now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're asking the question, how did we survive before cell phones? Or mobile phones. Or smartphones, mobile phones. That's all I can think of. I think that's what we call phones. Um, yeah, this is a little uh, something that we're that we're that we're going to try today. A little something different, where we're actually going to uh, we're calling this a nostalgia, a nostalgia tour. How do you say how do you say that word? Nostalgia. You don't say nostalgia. Nostalgia. No. Yeah, because it's like when you get nauseous thinking about things from the past, you get nostalgias. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, like I didn't know that I felt that sometimes, but I do. I mean, we may feel that over the course of uh, reminiscing over our relationships with phones before cell phones. That's an interesting term, relationships. Um, because I'm, I might, I just might feel sick to my stomach that this is how we used to live or that I wish I still lived that way. I, I haven't quite figured that out, but what I do know is, I mean, frequently on ear biscuits, we'll, we'll reminisce about things. So I just thought let's reminisce within this category of what phones used to be like. Right, and so we, we've just, we thought of some things like, remember when, well don't say I'm not, yet. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make blanks, I'm just making blanks. Cause I have my list, you have your list. Remember when blankety blank blank, blank a blank blank phones? So that's how it's gonna be. And they'll be like, remember when blankety blank 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 phones? Right. Um, but before we reminisce, let's talk about the present day. I mean, let's talk about the reality of being tethered. Yeah, I mean, I Ironically, was, you're tethered yeah. wirelessly, wirelessly tethered. Think about that. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm tethered to a that's wireless a, phone. That's not really a, a sellable t-shirt, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, last night Christy and I went out yeah. on a date and we're like, we're, we're we're driving to the to the restaurant. Of course, I mean, when we're when we're at the table having a date, like we're not we're not that couple who's just on our phones and not talking to each other. 
But there are some times when something will come up in conversation and the phone will become a third party to our date, like a third wheel where it's like, mm. oh, there's a unlimited information on this thing. But all well, the, way the challenge is, the challenge is, is when, if you have to go to the phone in the midst of a conversation, which happens often and there are legitimate reasons to defer to the internet in the midst of a conversation, often during an argument to oh. get to a fact, argue with my wife all the time about facts. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, just anytime you need to reference something. The yeah. temptation, once you have access to all the information in the world, you get your information and you're like, well, what's on Twitter? Well, yeah, we <laughs> were- somebody like my photo? <laughs> we were driving. Can't do that. We were driving and like we were, we were already, we were already having a, like a serious, not a, we weren't having an argument. We were just, just having- serious- We were having like a- Discussion. Let's share things that are on our hearts and minds with each wow. other. Let's get into that mode even before we're at the restaurant. Did it happen like, naturally or did you prompt it like a youth pastor? I'd like to share something <laughs> from my heart and mind. Or, did, or was it just natural? It was just natural okay, like, good. Uh, you know, our relationship is, is as vibrant as ever and it's not facetious even though it sounded that way. <laughs> um, no, we were yeah, we were just talking. You were just talking like two normal people on a date. And I look over and she's on her phone. Now, uh, well. unlike me, she can do more than one thing at once. So mm -hmm. I do respect that. She's also in the, she's not driving, so. And she's not driving. I was driving and talking, that's two things. Yeah, well, you, but don't, I was, you don't do that well. <laughs> but I kind, I was kind of making a, an introspective point and I thought it was, I thought it was a very great opportunity for connection and she was listening but when I looked over there and she was on her phone I was like, do you have to be on your phone right now? I'm kind of trying to make a, I'm trying to make a point about something. This feels important to me. And she was like, well. Look at this dog, hug this cat. <laughs> no, she was actually talking to uh, the babysitter, who, the, who, whoever coordinating the time that we would come back home. So it was a legitimate exercise. But I was like, cause she was like, I have to, you know, she has to leave and now I know when we're getting back and I have to tell her and she needs to know right now. But so I was barking up the wrong tree, but I did feel like, you know, before the cell phone, if you want, you would coordinate all that you know, you'd have to go through all these great links to do it, but you didn't. You weren't constantly in well, conversation. And once you were gone, you were gone. You were gone. Yeah, I unless mean, it wasn't an there, emergency. Well, it, well, Even well, if it was. What'd you do, tell people what restaurant you're going to? I guess some parents did. We were never parents without cell phones, so we don't know what it was like to be a parent. Like, did, mm -hmm. if my parents were, first of all, I don't remember my parents having a date night. That's like a modern invention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but would they have told the babysitter we're going to be, they probably said this is what we're going to do and this is when we're gonna be back. But they didn't say. I'm paying you to be completely in charge. Yeah, right, I'm not, handle everything. I'm not paying you to then text me with every little little thing. Sidebar, now, did you, uh, I mean your daughter is 15 years old. Yeah. You just, why didn't she just do the babysitting? She didn't wanna take care of the kids? Um, well that's a good question, I, you know it's, it that just doesn't work a lot of times. I'll just I'll just put it <laughs> okay. that way. Because I'm thinking about instituting my date night, right, and just not having any childcare. Oh, we do that. I mean, the kids are old enough to take care of themselves, or Lillian Lincoln to w w help watch over Lando. But um, neither one of none of them can drive, and there's like logistics that are happening. Like they had to go to different places and stuff like that. Right. And like, um, so it's sometimes we, you gotta we have you got to cover it with an adult. We have an ongoing arrangement, so then she she helps out with things like date night too. But it's it's a much larger scope than that. But I look over at Christy and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not I'm not going to jump down your throat about this. But then I swear when I looked over there again, 
She was on Instagram. I just, I, I just have to, I think so. Oh, my wife is constantly on it. My, my, well, what my wife found this year was Twitter, and that is just, I mean, she's, she's a Twitterholic, man. But when there's, and, and it's not like we, when we have a spare moment, you just find yourself reaching for your phone, whoosh, pulling that thing out. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, almost a mindless reflex to pull that thing out. Oh yeah. And just I mean, in fact, be on it. I saw somebody tweet the other day. Do you remember what it was like to just poop? Yeah, without <laughs> being on your phone. You know, what was it like to just poop? Now, I've made repeated pledges to myself to not surf while pooping, but I just can't stick to it, man. Have you tried like putting a? Have you tried pudding? <laughs> have you tried pudding? pudding? It goes right through you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> putting a book on the back of the toilet, you know, and then you're you're tempted to read it. Mm -hmm. Have you tried that? Uh, I yeah. Well, I used to read books, uh, but, ever, but I mean, now that you can you, I used to read not, books. Can you not pull on the, the toilet? Let me let me clarify. Now uh, you pull the. Yeah. Have I you tried pulling the phone, putting the phone away, and, and pulling out a book? Not since the phone was a thing. I mean, the phone, I've taken a book to to the crapper. Yeah, but then you're on it too long. Yeah, like yeah. the phone is the perfect thing. You get, just get a little taste. You of, shouldn't do any of that though, because sometimes you get into, uh, you know, so like an Instagram hole, and you're and sitting there. Next thing you know, you got hemorrhoids. Yeah, you just can't do that, man. You shouldn't even take it in there. It shouldn't work. It should be like those grocery stores that have like some kind of scrambler on the on the phones. I'm convinced. What's happening in grocery stores? Well, there's it, a scrambler on the phones. They put one in the DMV. I, I can pretty I'm much pull, believe that. I'm pulling up recipes because I'm at the freaking grocery store, and I and I've got no service. I got like one X. That is a good. I, I what's I, happening there? I don't think they have any reason to block, um, like cell signal in there. I think it's the exposed steel of the. You ceiling. think it's being blocked by just the structure? By this, but that wouldn't but, make well, sense. Well, how come we get you get cell phone signals while in buildings and yeah, office all buildings. types of structures? Like on the first floor of a large office building, your cell phone works. Why doesn't it work in a grocery store? It must be the grocery. Just the grocery store. I think it's the food. You think food it, food is absorbing the cell signals? Yeah, maybe maybe chips because there's a lot of chips. The chips aisle is gotten have nothing you but chips. Have you correlated the signal to going away in certain aisles? I've definitely never gotten it in the chips aisle. I don't know. I could pull out my phone right now and, and Google it, but I'm not going to. I think we should just put our phones in a bag of chips and see if it works. I mean, this this podcast is an exercise in, um, you know, uh, I was gonna say stamina, but restraint is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Sometimes it's an exercise in stamina. Stamina. <laughs> and I think some, some listeners are like nodding their head right now. They, yeah, I can barely get through this. But it's in restraint because we're not, we're not going to our phones, we're just having a conversation for like an hour yeah. with each other. Every week, That's boy that's healthy. I put, I put my, phone, my phone on uh, airplane mode when I do this, or airport mode as you would say. Yeah, I do when, say when, that. When, when, I'm, when I'm doing a podcast. That's what I do. Well, we're, let's, let's reminisce. Yeah, because I've got a list of things, it's not, it's not in direct contrast to the mobile phones, it's things that are like I forget, until I started thinking about it, things I just almost forgot existed, like the way 
my life and the world used to operate was so different. Yes, and you'll find out all about that in a second. But first, we wanna let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by Stitch Fix. Stitch Stitch Fix. Fix. Stitch Fix. It's an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, your budget, and your lifestyle. Just go to stitchfix.com slash ear, tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you wanna spend on each item. Then you're gonna be paired with your very own personal stylist who will hand pick five items to send right to your door. Then, now the stylist doesn't come to your door, so don't worry about that, well, they because, just mail it. Because that would be awkward, that's the part you don't want. You right. just want their expertise but not like to have to smell their breath. Then you try them on, <laughs> pay only for what, what you, you what love. What you got against stylist breath? No, nothing, I'm just saying, just, just in keep, case. Just keep reading. Then you try them on, pay for only what you love and return the rest and stick fix styling fees only $20 and it can be applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Stitch fix styling fees. Yes, I that's, like saying that's that That's easier too. for me to say than you. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can, <laughs> but you can't right, say whatever. subscription required. You can <laughs> sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Now we are waiting for our Stitch Fix uh, <laughs> Stitch Fix shipment. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I love tongue twisters. But um, Jenna, who is in this room right now, She's wearing jeans get, that she got from Stitch Fix. All right, why don't she, you why don't you come up, Jen, Jenna? Just come over here and just give them your endorsement. Yeah, you know, this just is, tell them what you think about this. Speaking of this mic right here, two or three words is all we need. Uh, I get a fix every two weeks. I oh, you're it. trying to use yeah. you're trying to use the <laughs> jargon. I said two or three words. Stitch Fix, it's great. Okay, See that? man, that's good. I think she we just... know who's gonna start reading all these ads. <laughs> get started now at stitchfix.com slash ear and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash ear to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash ear. Ear Biscuits is also supported by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit required to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving you, Ear Biscuit listener, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at earbiscuits.robinhood.com. And now back to the biscuit. So we got our list here. Um, let's see. I mean, in, I, I've got mine in in no particular order. You want to go first? I don't know. I don't know. Hit me with one. Um, let's reminisce. I'm gonna start with payphones. Oh, payphones! Remember payphones? Not even phones at home. The phones you had to pay for. I keep, I'm gonna grab my dog. Hold on. Yeah, well, she's usually so docile and just likes to sit in your lap, but she seems she, I, she was afraid, concerned about something. She was afraid today. to come up here, but, or something. She's, she's intimidated by the new innovation in, in uh, hoodies. Um, there we go. Let me, let me just give you a couple of facts. Well, you know what? Let's just see how bad you are with numbers, because that's always entertaining. 
How many? I'm at a payphone. In 1999, how did that song even work? In 1999, how many payphones were there in the United States of America? Well, there's 50 states. Um, I would say there's probably uh, 10. Uh, Half a, in what year? 1999. Oh, 99. 20 years ago. Yeah, but cell phones existed then. Cell phones were not in wide use at that point. Uh, no, they quarter of a, uh, half a million pay phones. In operation or in existence? There's not a distinction, just in, okay. in operation. Well, yes. a lot of, a lot I'm of not talking about like apocalyptic ones out. and like next to the Salton Sea or something. Uh, I'm rounding up. A quarter of a million. Two, two million. Two million? Two million in 1999. And then how many in March of 2018? Well, they're it, all still there. When they're just art, not working. How many are in service? Many of them are not in service anymore, but how many of them are in service in? Um, 50,000. Oh, you're not hit bad. 100,000. So there's 100,000 payphones. Now this is super interesting. A fifth of them are in the state of New York. A fifth of really? all payphones that are active are in the state of New York, and I wonder they why. are they now. Wouldn't it? Okay, doesn't it seem like it would be something logical if I told you like there's a hundred thousand payphones left? And I got this all from a CNN Money article, by the way. I just didn't, you know, I'm not just making this up. Um, if I told you there's only a hundred thousand payphones left in the United States and they're all owned by one billionaire or only all owned by one company. That would, that seems like, yeah, there's one person who got into this old technology. Yeah. No, those 100,000 payphones are controlled by 1,100 independent providers. That was fascinating to me. I mean, me. when is the last time you used a payphone? And do you, I don't even remember really using payphones much like back in the day. Well, I'm about to blow your mind because it's still a business. At least in 2015, it was, I don't know how many were in operation, not many more than there are now. In 2015, those payphones and operations generated $286 million in revenue. You talking coinage going into the machines? Well, I guess possibly you maybe collect calls would also go into that that number. Okay. I guess, I'm assuming because it's the same as a provider. Now, wow. this is just fascinating to me. So they're very useful still in certain situations like when you're out of range, like apparently the payphones in Yosemite Valley are very, very, like there's a guy who, mm -hmm. who owns those ah, and he makes a bunch of money off that those. That makes sense. Because you, your no cell service. phones don't work in these national parks. Also, disasters like when th when when phones or the cell networks are over overwhelmed, or if there's like a d disaster and like there's completely incapacitated, like payphones are very useful. So you would think that okay, we've kind of reached some sort of like stasis. A hundred thousand payphones, probably what we need, case of emergency. But there's a weird law uh, that the FCC passed that I didn't really read enough about it to know exactly what was going on. But it essentially has to do with the auditing that is required. And apparently the auditing that is required for these payphones by the companies who are servicing them costs more than they're generating and so now it's becoming an unsustainable business and payphones are going out of business. Not the business to get into unless they're able to talk to FCC at least as, in, as of March of last year out of this weird regulation. That, I don't know what they're auditing. It's. It, it, I think it's to make sure that the right parties are paid for the phone calls, like the collect calls, it's the, the calls that cost money 
that's not coinage. I don't know. I didn't again. I didn't read that much about it. I just know that they're going away. But like having read about them, I began to think I should be using payphones more often. Why? What I mean? Do you have Do you have a strong memory of having a great experience in a payphone booth? I've never had a great experience in a payphone booth. Yeah, but I mean, it's you. I was always afraid to touch it or like put it up to my ear. It you don't have seems... to touch it. You can just get get a nice distance. They were very weighty. Like I remember the few times you pick up a, just next time you go buy a payphone. Well, of course they are. Just pick it up and like pick up that receiver and that thing is heavy. Do you know why it's gotta be so durable? Cause think of all the people yeah, who- people just- Slamming it against, slamming oh, yeah. it down on the thing after a bad phone call. Yeah, cause a lot of the times you're in like some sort of like frustrated situation mm-hmm. on a payphone trying to call home. I'd like to have a phone that durable at home. Well you could probably buy a, Payphone, and like hook it up at your house. I'm sure there's somebody. Now you don't have a landline, do you? I do. You do? I do, and I'm gonna. I talk had a, a landline. I'm gonna talk about my landline in the context of another. Do you remember so and so? Well, the one on my list that you reminded me of is beepers. Remember beepers? Beepers, man. So before beepers, the new jeepers, aka <laughs> pagers. Before, before cell phones came about and even as they were starting to catch hold, people were having beepers in like the early 90s. They're like, I mean, I I think there was like a drug culture around around beepers. There was also oh, like. You, you, there was some, hold on, hold on. That's a, I mean, that's I, I, mean I wasn't involved I think there in might have been a drug culture around beepers, <laughs> meaning drug dealers all had beepers? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what you meant. Um, But I, I mean, it was also just something that I learned about in hip hop. like. I know there was a Tribe Called Quest song called The Sky Pager. Oh, Sky Pager. Yeah. yeah. And the low end theory. And I was like, oh, it's, must, it's gonna be cool to have a, it'd be cool to have a beeper. And then fast forward many years later, I become an engineer and I was issued a beeper. A beeper, I never had one. I had a beeper, dude. It makes you feel powerful. And you feel like Batman. I was or trying, at least Robin. I had, I had to read about how it worked. Cause I, even though I carried it around for a couple of years, it I, beeps, man. I couldn't remember. Um, I would have to travel between different facilities. Like I'd get in my car and drive around. And um, did you have it on the outside of the belt? Different. It would be on what? Where do we want to put it in my underwear? Well, it's some people put it in a in a pocket. I'm an engineer, man. I'm walking around with my shirt tucked in, and I got a belt. That's back when I used to wear belts, and I would hang it on the belt with pride, man. Well, I, and you should have. I'm just saying. I didn't. You don't wear belts now. I'm and ne- never see it. My beep. So the beeper is like you know. If I was talking to my kids about this, or if you've never heard of it, it's a it's a device that then it has a phone number associated with it, and when you dial the phone number, then it like makes this noise, and then you can enter in other numbers with your phone, and then those numbers that you enter in will f- show up on the beeper when it beeps, and typically you would just put your phone number in the beeper, and so then when you send it, I would get, like my my beeper would beep and I would look at it and it would have a phone number on it and that's the number that I would then call once I got to a phone. Right, but the person calling didn't have to do anything except call the call the beeper. They had to put in their message because sometimes you would put in, you'd put in a phone number and then you put 911 and that wouldn't mean there was an emergency. It would just mean call me back as soon as possible. This is urgent. Uh, or. Um, didn't people call them buzzers as well? Uh, no. Nobody nope. called them buzzers? Never. Not in not pager, in, pager, sky pager, sky pager, right? Beeper. 
Um, and you you would if you put like buzzers. Uh, just one call, four call three, <laughs> one four three just meant I, I love, love you. you. So uh, other engineers would would um say they loved me occasionally. I guess. Yeah yeah yeah. That's that's uh that's sweet. And you, it made you feel important when you're like in the middle of a conversation or you're walking around a Hold facility a and all of a sudden you're beeping and you're like up and you, I would. I just got paged. You, I would have to. I just I, got buzzed. I remember I had this cool technique of like whoosh, I would pull it off in my belt and look at it. Cause I'm sure it, it was very cool. The numbers were so small you had to like really hold it up to your eye and that was a way to tell everybody around you, I have been issued a beeper. I can see you don't have one. A functioning beeper. My, I have a functioning beeper. So then I would just run, I'd have to find, then you run into the nearest phone to answer a 911. Yeah, doctors, doc, you know, speaking of 911, I mean doctors yeah. all had them, right? They still do, actually. Beepers are still in effect, to use Somebody's the terminology. Um, because they operate on, a, they don't operate on cell service, they operate on a much more reliable service. Really? Yes, and that's why. What are they operating uh, on? Firemen. Um, doctors, what are like they, what are they medical on? personnel, different frequencies. Um, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different uh, the beeper frequency. I think it's like a radio wave. I think. Well, I think they're all radio waves. Yeah. In some some degree, just different frequencies. I don't know. Maybe so. I uh, mean, I it, never had one, but now you make me feel like I should get one of those too. I should get one of those and beat myself in a payphone. Well. I mean, and and it's you're the most reliably reachable, but you're not. And then you could have a two-way pager when you you could page something, you could page a number back. I did not have one of those. I was not, I was not a, a second-level manager at IBM as they call it. I was just a, a first-level peon. Yeah. Um, okay. You, so you never even experienced that. You never had a beeper. No, I never had. A, I never had a beeper. Never, had, never had a reason to have a beeper. Ha! Nobody wanted to. No wanted, wanted to beat me. What a what a loser! I mean, what a just an unimportant person you must have been. Yeah, I was. I was. Boy, I, was si I was siloed. I was very important. Um, I had to be reached. Do you remember? For nothing. Dialing four one one. Information. Now four one one people use it as slang. Well, they did at least in like you know. The '90s, I think they still do. What's the 411 on that? You know, give me the download, give me the info, and of course, this is based on the fact that you could dial 411, uh, and you still can dial 411. But this was a reliable service before the internet. Yes. To well, to get a get, phone number, usually just to get a phone number of a place. Yeah. So then you could call them and get the more whatever you, you talk to them. You should you could also get an address of a place. Oh really? Yeah, you could get information. I think I never used it. Literally never used it, and I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know why. Because it's a real person. It's not a machine. It's a real person. It still exists. It still exists, and we're going to call it. Ha! Okay. All right. So so are you going to ask for a number? Uh, well, let's find out, bro. What does that mean? Four one one search for service in English. Press one or stay on the line. Para español. Yeah, one. Let's do it in English. City and state, please. What? Des Moines, Iowa. Say the name of the business you want, or say resident. Residence. What? What are you doing? That's County of Polk, right? No. no. 
Say the name of the business you want or say residence. I would like to speak to a human. You want to speak to a human? One moment for an operator. Yes. We get, we're about to get a 411 operator. Thank you. What was in the mind? Um, yeah, just real quick. I'm actually, um, I don't need a listing in Des Moines, but I just wanted, if you have a quick second, to just talk about 411 as a service. Yeah, you for a supervisor? What? Uh, supervisor? What? Supervisor Sidiansky, please. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I uh, I said Des Moines, Iowa, but really what I meant was I am, I'm currently talking to a friend about 411 service and the fact that it still exists. We wanted to call and just, uh, yeah, like how popular is this service still? I mean, it's definitely declining, but we're still here. Oh, wow. So what uh, kind of information can so how, give how long have you been? How long have you been doing it? Me, 20 years. 20 years, so like how, sm- wow. how much smaller is the department than it was 20 years ago? Can, can, can we get? Like, I mean, I don't have exact numbers, but way smaller. Wow, okay, and okay, and we were just talking, we used to call to get phone numbers, but you can get phone numbers, addresses, like what 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 all can you still get? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty much phone numbers and addresses if it's published. There's not really much else, like. Yelp reviews? No, you can't get Yelp reviews, so. You know, for a while we did like movie times, but it just wasn't worth it, we stopped, so it's really just phone numbers and addresses. What movies have you seen lately? We don't do that. I do have to go though. I can't. We don't just chat either. All we do is look up numbers here. Okay. I do apologize. Well, Thank ha- you so much. Well, how about Bob Jenkins in Des Moines, Iowa? <laughs> Bob Jenkins. If you remember, I, tr- I tried. Bob Jenkins, just call back. So basically, you can't conduct a relationship with four hundred one one. They, they, you know, they just can't chat. You screwed that up for me, man. I was having. That's why I was telling you to be quiet. I was having a great conversation with that woman. She completely opened up. She was like, "I've been doing it for twenty years. It's a lot smaller." And I'm like, what movies have you seen lately? And then she got pissed, man, and she wanted to go. Like she said, I you could chat. I could have. She could have chatted with me. That woman would have talked to me for seventeen to twenty minutes. And it would have been amazing. We didn't even get her name. 20 years of just giving people exactly what they need. That, that's probably satisfying and draining. She sounds satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so I never called it, did you call it? I don't recall ever calling 411, but I'm sure, like, I mean, my mom wanted to like, see if the Golden Corral was open early or something, you know? I just used the phone book. That's so much work, you gotta like, Think about where things fall in the alphabet. Phone book, that's another thing we don't use anymore. I mean, they'll still they'll still stack up a phone book in front of my house and I'll put it directly in the recycle bin. It's just, I feel guilty about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was thrilling. Um, I wrote down, you know, wrote down that was what? Thrilling. Oh, <laughs> I did, didn't know what you said. <laughs> um, what about dialing star 69? Oh, now I've done that. Star 69. Um, now, if you beep star 69, you make that it means something so else. Dirty. But if you dial star 69, it would give you the last number that called you. Yeah, and it was the it was the it was what killed prank calling. Yes. But if you were prank calling, you could dial. What could you dial to make your you number could, unlisted before you dial it? 
Star what? Star 68 or something? There was like, Star 96? You could block your your call, before you dialed, you could do that in order to block people's ability to see I don't know what it was. on caller ID. But yeah, you could dial something. But we, we did it all the time. It was the counter to Star 69. Star 69 was, it was like if if the phone was ringing and you couldn't get to it. Yeah, and you you, you were kind of, exp- well yes, you, you wanna know who called you. And you didn't have an answer machine or they didn't leave an answer. It was just, it, I guess it would just drive people nuts so they would pay extra. Who was that that called? Who was that that called? What? 67. Star 67 was how you block your number. being star 69. Uh, and I'm pretty, I would assume that this still all works on landlines. Like I said, I've got one, I'm gonna test it. Um, I, I don't remember using that one that much. I don't, you know, if somebody, if I didn't answer the phone, again, you would just like, we weren't, we who weren't, was that? I don't know, they'll well, call back later. We also weren't adults right? when this was the way things were. I, I think I did, I probably did it a couple of times thinking that maybe I'd gotten a phone call from a girl or something. You, you know, I remember but, uh, another thing on my list that I that I did do was um, I would all the phones in your house were connected, so it wasn't like every person had their own phone line. I mean, party, gosh, party line, man, or at least within the house. Uh, yeah, within the house. And so if my my stepsister at the time was like talking to her boyfriend, I could like pick up my Garfield phone gingerly. His eyes would open, and then I would I would just like listen. I would cover up the on, talk you, hole. You eaves eavesdrop. Just listen it. Just see what I could learn. Well, what did you learn? I don't nothing. I don't know. I know a lot now. <laughs> so I, probably some of it came from then. <laughs> you know, it's like I you were that little brother, that little that little half stepbrother, not even half brother. Yeah, I didn't. That di- little I wasn't addicted to it. I didn't do it constantly, but. Man, I would do it sometimes. Violating her privacy. I, I mean, I never listened to my brother's phone calls. I was afraid to do that. But the parents could listen in too. Could just get a little, I mean, but you would hear that breathing. It would be like, get off the phone, Link. Well, I would get that. I mean, I'm you, saying she would hear my breathing. You gotta be, well, you gotta be better than to let the breath be heard. Well, you gotta, a man gotta breathe. <laughs> breathe, you, you pull away from the microphone. To, <laughs> To breathe, um, did you, so, or or you would just be on, and my mom still has a landline, and like I'll call, and like Lewis will answer. I'm talking to him, and then he'll he'll talk to me for a while, and then all of a sudden he'll just be like Sue, and then mom will get on the phone in the bedroom. And then they're both on the phone. Well, that that's very it's that's, so easy. You can, that's speaker, actually two people at a speakerphone. Yeah, is, uh, that's something that is lost that was nice. You cannot be replicated. Yeah, it's without the landline. Two people I don't have a landline. on a close microphone speaking into your ear. It's like a conference call. Yeah, it's like you'd have, I'd have conference calls with like family members all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mom and Lewis in different rooms, just talking away. Hmm. Well, I would talk to my mom for a long time and then I realized uh, Lewis, would all of a sudden after like talking to her for like 20 minutes, all of a sudden then Lewis would be like, well, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna let the two of y'all talk. I was like, oh, he's been on here this whole time. I, <laughs> I forgot, I kinda forgot he was still on here. Well, you know, 20, good, good, good. It can take 20 minutes of it. I still do have a landline. Um, we got it, well, when you get like the, 
You get, they may, they try to make you get, you get the it. service and stuff. You can get it, and my wife was like, uh, "Yeah, let's get it because you know we've got kids, and you know if they need to get in touch with us." Because at the time when we when we when we bought the current house, neither of the kids had a cell phone. Right. Um, but if they're there and, and, and they need to call nine one one, Shepard doesn't have a cell phone, and sometimes uh, for short stints. He's on his own, like when we go out on the prairie, you know, to bring back a deer. Okay. Uh, he he's you know he'll spend a few a few a few fortnights alone. <laughs> um, no, for a few minutes alone sometimes, and it's like Shepard. If anything happens, and so I remember, I was like, I had to show them how to use the phone, and uh, apparently it's not as simple as I remember. At least they did not understand. Like, no, you pick it up. It's making a noise. That's called a dial tone. Yeah. Then you have to press the buttons, and but you, you like just the fact that they're pressing buttons that are not on a touch screen, and like they couldn't press them all the way in to know that they had like registered the number, and it, it's just like all these little things are like no, you actually you didn't you no no you didn't hit that you didn't hit it you didn't hit it you know why you didn't hit it because you didn't hear it yeah. when you hit the number you'll hear the associated tone with that particular number dial yeah dial. eventually they got it you're right though dial tones don't exist give me another one. Off your list. Um, remembering phone numbers. <laughs> right, yeah. There was a time in our lives when a, a, there was like drawers in my brain that were dedicated to people's phone numbers. I thought we could have a fun little exercise. Now obviously, Kiko, we're going to have to edit these. But I want to throw out someone's phone number from the past. Now, let's start with. Well, I think it's. Let's start with. I'm going to start with your phone number when you lived on in that part of, before you moved to Gregor, Gregory Circle. Yeah, my first house. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's crazy. Hold on, because what? How old were you when you? I mean, mo- first of all, how, how I mean, old were you when you moved? To Gregory Circle, what grade? Um, I think I was 12. Right, so we're talking about, I just recalled your phone number from first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. 28 The first five years of our friendship. Yeah, and then I moved, and do you remember my phone number once I moved? This is more recent. This one should be a little easier. That's it. I what? mean, you were in one house. That's crazy. So I, I know yours is easy. Yes. So that's easy. But do you remember our phone number in college? Maybe it was our dorm room number. Not a clue. Not a clue. Like that F- is. Uh, uh, it was the NC State numbers were. Mm-hmm. You remember the next part? No. Oh, okay. Isn't that it? Okay, interestingly, I've had in my, I think I've actually used that for things. Oh, like your password? No. Like your bank pin? No, like when you're like trying to find, like when you're trying to like, I don't have anything that has that now, but like a Google number or I mean, something I like don't that. know your phone number now. Like I knew, I knew your North Carolina phone number. I don't know but, my phone number now, like um, maybe I do. When you got a new phone number, I don't, I don't know it. Well, it, okay. that's gone. Right. So, like, I know my wife's number. I know my number. But I mean, we've had them a long time. 
I, I don't know I don't know my kids' phone numbers. That's kind of that's actually a bit scary, well, so, right? Yeah, that, so I wanted to talk about that specifically related to this. So, so obviously there were very good reasons to know these these phone numbers, but um, and I still know your phone number uh, because it's the phone number that you got the same year that I got my original phone number and the North Carolina phone number. I've I, you know <laughs> I've changed my phone number, <laughs> um, but you you should know your family members, yeah. all your immediate family, and then you should also know emergency contact, like next of kin. You yeah, should, you should this have those This is kind memorized. of a wake up call, or we should just re, we should use 411. Like, so my, my kids need to get in touch with me, 411 it. Yeah, but you might not be in 411. In fact, if- I should not be. If we've done the right, if we've done things the right way, you're not in 411. Yeah, that's true, so, we but, should test that. But. Uh, but okay, because I have this fear, you know, going back to speaking of payphones, it's like, okay, run out of gas with a dead phone. Like that's a bit of a that, running out of gas with a phone that's not currently working. Vultures or, circling. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about being out in the wilderness. I'm talking about just like being in like Anaheim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like at that point, you're like, okay, now I'm going to be the guy that goes up to people and says, can I use your phone? And now I'm not a gracious person when strangers come up to me in need, I always just assume that they're scammers. It, and it kind of feels like, can I use your toothbrush? Right. It's pretty intimate. Cause what, you know, cause you've got those people who come up to you at the gas like station. Like I use this thing on the crapper, man. You got those people that come up to you at the gas station and they've got a story and then they do it, they go up to every person. You know that this is a scam. Like 99% of the time this You're gonna is a hand scam. them your phone, they're just gonna run? No, they're not asking for the phone, they're asking for like a couple of bucks or yeah, something like yeah. that. Now. Uh, and just as a policy, I not I don't do I give to a lot of things, but I don't give to those people because I think that I can't verify that this just seems shady, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be that guy that has to go and ask a stranger for the phone. Now I guess I and would go to the payphone. You phone. did. You wouldn't know what number to call. Right. Well, that so that yeah. So double whammy. You get in that situation and you don't know the number. So I guess you could. We do now know that. 411 is still available, but I don't think that a lot of people that we would wanna call are on 411. Mm -mm. So I know my wife's phone number, got that memorized. It's the same one that she had when I got her her first cell phone when she was 20 years old. <laughs> um, so I think I'm okay, but I don't know, I don't know my parents. My, my kids know my, my number. number. They know my number. I think my kids know my new number. They definitely know Jesse's number. But how would you know if they knew it because you don't know it? You'd have to pull it up on your phone, I guess. But but beyond those numbers that you need for emergency situations, it does not, other than just for your own personal memory exercise and trying to like stave off degenerative disease or something <laughs> like that, um, there's really no reason to, 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 to keep your numbers uh, in your head because you can easily just offload it to your phone. And if you if you are seriously one of those people that you do not have, I, I guess there are still people out there who have a smartphone, but do not have their contacts backed up in a cloud situation, in some service, like you need to do that. Yeah. Like there's no reason that your phone should be the only place that you have these phone numbers. That just, you know, make an adjustment. All right, I got, I got another You'll one. You'll thank me later. On my list of, of sp speaking of dialing things for information, we would dial a number and it was the local bank. First federal bank. To get the exact time. 
and temperature. Hold on, T- I, I'm assuming that you wrote this phone number down so we can call it. Um, I wrote down, well, I don't, I looked it up and it doesn't exist. So I have another number that oh, yes, oh, we can oh, call. I called the first federal number literally, and I think I can remember this number. For, uh, we would call them, because here's what happened. Like, What was the number, do you remember the a number? A lightning would strike. <laughs> a lightning would strike. Just one lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Power would go out and then you're like, I gotta reset my phones, but how do you do that? Well, you call the bank, first federal time, seven fifty-eight. Right. First federal temperature, 49 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, so you called it for time when you need to reset the time, and you called it for temperature when you wanted, you wanted to know what the temperature was, and you didn't wanna sit around and wait for Greg Fischel to come on and tell you you know, what the temperature was. Yeah, and. I and called it all the time. When I was getting ready to go to school, and I was like, how cold is it outside? I would call first federal so I could get the freaking temperature to know if I needed to put a jacket on. I, I watched the weather for that. But You um, watched the weather when? Every morning. In the morning? You every watched morning. the weather in the morning? Oh yeah, I loved the weather man. I, literally, I loved, loved the, the weather, weather man. man. I thought so that we was don't a know great that, profession. So you're telling me that you can't call that number because I swear within the last five years I've called that number when I was at home. Well there's lots of places where you could call popcorn 767-2676 and get a pre-recorded voice uh, telling you the time. Um, that does not work anymore, but you can dial 202-762-1401, which I think is the Naval Observatory, and it'll give you the exact Eastern Standard Time. So let, let's call that one, let's figure out what time it is. And this will be Eastern Standard Time. There's a Mountain Standard Time number. I assume there's a Pacific. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone Eastern Standard Time, 21 hours, 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Wow. Universal Time, 2 hours, 10 minutes, 20 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone Eastern Standard Time, 21 hours, 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Universal Time, Beep. 2 hours, 10 minutes, 35 seconds. He's repeating himself now. I like that guy's voice. Yeah, I want that guy to be my Siri. Is that possible? No, it's not. So yeah, I mean, that's we used to dial a number to figure out what time it was. Now, I probably should have talked about this with remembering phone numbers, but Rolodex. <laughs> Rolodex? The Rolodex. You're talking about an address book that is on uh, a swivel. You didn't have one of these at your house? No, we. I never had a Rolodex. That's like something that like an a, like an ad an ad man and like Mad Men had on their desk. You had a Rolodex. We we had a version of a Rolodex that my my I needed to know like uh, what is my cousin's number or something like that. And my mom would go and the little all the cards were organized and she would flip through them. It was a Rolodex. It was a it would roll it, around. It, it may not have been the brand name Rolodex, which I'm going to tell you about because it's absolutely fascinating. Tell me about it. Okay, so the Rolodex, which just to explain, it was basically like this ringed collection of cards that you could write numbers and names on and organize them by alphabetical order and put anything, any information you want. This thing was invented by Rolodex. Arnold Neustadter, uh, he was a 20th century inventor from Brooklyn. Now, he also invented before this, 
the Swivodex, <laughs> which was a device that kept ink bottles from spilling. I don't know for what purpose. Well, because you, you don't wanna spill your ink, man. Uh, he also invented the Clipodex. Oh wow. Sensing a theme here, Arnold. What is that for, paper It clips? was a device that attached to the knees of stenographers <laughs> to keep their pads from moving. Oh wow. Not, you know, the pads, the ones that were on their knees. And he also made, little. he changed things up, the punched. The punched. Punched. Which was a hole puncher, made holes in papers. Um, now, then he came along. A prolific inventor. With, with the Rolodex. Now, the funny thing is, is like there was an article in Gizmodo uh, by uh, Anna Jane Grossman who wrote that book, Obsolete, which I uh -huh. did not read but saw the cover of and thought I would like to read, which is like 98% of books when, with me. Um, and she talked about how, the, the daughter talked about how the dad was really anal and he, and he tried to remember everything and whenever someone, she took a message from someone, he would be like, I want you to get their name, their callback number, their address, the reason for calling. Like he had this like <laughs> list that you had to do in, in the household if you took a message. So this was right down his alley was to organize information in this way. By the way, that is a flashback for me is being taught how to take messages for people in the house. Like for my mom and dad. Name, number, and reason for, yeah, for call. Name, yeah, what's your, and you'd write it down. And, and so as a kid, I remember that system. Did you have to say the residence or did you say hello? Um, we didn't have to do McLaughlin residence. I would say hello, but like I think the Jubies did like the Jubie. Oh, the Jubie residence. Jubie residence. Anybody with class did, did residence. Right, we didn't do that. We didn't have class. Yeah. <laughs> so he invented this in the 50s. Then by the 80s, the Rolodex had become such an icon that lawsuits were filed by companies who accused former employees of taking them with them when they left. So it's like, he's taking his Rolodex with him. Yeah. It's a euphemism, but it's based in a literal truth in that depending on what the business you're in, like a ad man, like you were talking about, yeah. your Rolodex, your physical Rolodex all the, was all incredibly the, valuable. The contacts that, contacts that you made, you're talking about backing up your contacts to the cloud. Yes. Yeah, that thing became extremely valuable you, did they have for back, business did they have back They didn't have backup Rolodexes, I don't think, because, okay, so models were selling for $200 at the time, even though people often valued, valued them at prices far higher than that once they got filled up. Listen to this. Sure. In fact, an entire episode of Moonlighting, remember Moonlighting with yeah. Bruce Willis sitcom? Sybil Shepherd Was devoted to one stolen Rolodex being held ransom for $50,000. An entire episode. It's, it's, it's a fictional world. That was but, fictional. But um, they, Rolodex sure still stands. up to $50,000 in a fictional world. You know, it would be cool to like, I bet you you can buy Rolodexes now off of eBay that are like fully populated and that you, would be fascinating. Well, yeah it would, but you can also buy brand new ones because. Well, I'm not into that. In the interview that this woman, this author conducted with the daughter of Arnold, mm -hmm. She said, you know, I'm talking about this for my book, Obsolete, and she and the girl got a little upset and was like, they're not obsolete, people still buy them and still uh -huh. use them, they're still sold. She probably says that because she gets a little bit of that money even to this day. My uh, Nana and Papa, they didn't have a Rolodex. They would get, the phone was beside the calendar and then the top of the calendar had an area where you would write down numbers. So every year they would kind of have to start over, like transfer over the most important numbers and then she had like, she'd scribble all over the top of the calendar with like, it just hadn't, by the end of the year, it would have numbers all over it. And then she would repeat the ones that she wanted to hold on to. I think so, she must have. 
I mean, it's an interesting system. Doesn't seem very efficient, but at the same time, you know, because you you're can, there you on can the phone, reevaluate every single year. You're on the phone and you're just up. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna write down your number or write down the number I need to call, and then you call it. You know, yeah. that's where you need it anyway. What if Bob Jenkins in Des Moines, Iowa, was listening to this podcast? He, he is. He is. He's freaking out. Um, remember just answering machines? Yeah. I remember. I mean, I don't even use voicemail. You know, if 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 it's just a black hole for me, man. My mom called me this morning. She was like, "I was calling you, and I was I was trying to leave a voicemail, and you called me back." And I'm like, "I almost said, don't leave voicemails. Just you know, text me." Um, yeah, that's a voicemails. Most mailboxes are obsolete. But I remember whenever we would come home from anything, I would run as a kid. I would run into the living room and. I would press play on our cassette tape run yeah. answering machine and you'd hear the beep, beep, and then you'd hear the the recording, the analog recording that somebody left and then it would beep again letting them know, oh, you're almost out of time. And sometimes they'd have to call back, leave a second voicemail to continue their thought. Right. And then, I don't know, it was just, it was an exciting moment because Every second then you're that you're out in the world, you're not receiving calls. You know, it's this sensation of like a buildup of of expectations. Like, well, I there was always something to look forward to. I would I would, like I said, I would bust in the door and I couldn't wait to hear who had left a message. On your mom's answering machine? Yeah, it was just exciting to me. I bet I, I bet don't remember something happened while we were gone. Somebody called. I well, first of all, I definitely did not have an answering machine when I was living at home with my parents. They did not have one. They didn't. Your your family didn't own an answering machine. Not for the longest time. I maybe, remember. May, I remember we when we maybe got at it, the very was, tail end of high school. I was very fascinated. I by don't that. think we had one, and I think that that's weird. Well, I don't think it's that weird. I I, th- I don't think I think there was a lot of families that didn't have an answering machine. It's one of those things that once you had it. Maybe I'm blocking it out, but I'm pretty sure that we did not have felt one for, like for the live majority of, of the time that I lived there. And then, uh, did we have an answer machine in the college dorm room? Because I know I had one when, no, I, when uh, I first got no, married. Our, our college dorm room phone number had, had, a voicemail. A vo- had voicemail, voicemail boxes. Yeah. And like you would pick up the phone and it would, the dial tone would be different. different. And then if it was beeping, if it was if, if it was a un, if it was a broken dial tone, mm-hmm. that meant that you had, you had a, message. a message. And then you would put in your code, and it would lead to either my voice box, well, voicemail. It lead to my voice box. I would be speaking. Yeah, my code nineteen fifty eight. But do you remember the uh, commercial where they would sell uh, greetings? And it was called Crazy Calls. No. Nobody's home. Nobody's, nobody's home. home. Nobody's home. Nobody's home. Nobody's home. And then there was Hold on, did you didn't use this service? I just remember I wanted it so how bad. How would you get the how would you get it onto your answer machine? It was seven songs. I looked this up. It was it was called Crazy Calls and it was seven different tracks on a cassette tape that would fit in in your in your answer machine and your answer machine would know how to, it would cue up the tape and then play it and then it would record. But sometimes it would have to, 
fast so, forward. Is it one tape? One tape has the greeting and the messages? No, I, no I, it's a separate tape. So there was a greeting tape and then a recording tape. That's how it worked. And I remember there was a rap on there that was like, leave your message. Uh, We're not home, but leave your message at the, the tone. tone. And then it That's would. a good one. It was one that was like, uh, wait for the beep. Wait for the beep. He kept saying that. And it was like a rapper. And there's also the classic, hello. <laughs> that wasn't one of these seven. Gotcha, that's, I'm not home. That's too annoying. If you ever did that, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, I, I wanted those tapes so bad. But like, you're right. Yeah, it, that was the peak of technology for me. It was like. Little tapes? Ta oh, when the, the, oh, we got that one too. First it was the bigger tapes and then you would get an answer machine and it would have those little tapes that like you'd put like the hand recorder was like note to self. But then it went to, the one we had The one we had when we first got married was no tape. Yeah, kind of digital or it was, something. It was being recorded locally in, in there somehow. Uh, and we had that for, we had a regular phone with an answer machine up until they started putting voicemail built into your phone service which happened, was widespread somehow, sometime in like the early 2000s. That's when you just started doing it that way. Did you have anything else on your list? Uh, I did. Phones with cables. The tether. Yeah, the, 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 the spiral cordage. The phone I have at home has a cable on it. It's not cordless. Cause I remember really? when my mom got a cordless phone and we were like, what? She can walk from room to room while on the phone? And it was just like, we are rich. <laughs> I remember the first time I got that, yeah. I, I remember first time I, we got one of those, I, I probably called you, but I remember walking out on the front lawn. I was like, I'm on the lawn! I'm outside talking on the phone. I'm so rich! I'm blowing my own mind. <laughs> My neighbors can see me. Uh, yeah, because before that. I'm talking on the phone outdoors. Well, and you had to think about where where the phones were. I mean, everybody had, most people had a phone in every room. Like, like you had a phone in each bedroom so you can have those yeah. conversations with your lady friends that you didn't want your parents <laughs> to hear. But even then, like you had the phone and then you had to like, you stretch the cord, like if you wanted to like, you know, sit in your chair or lay down on your bed and you got like, there's, you know, the cord, it's it's tethered, yeah. man. Yeah. Maybe you could get the whole phone, like you could take all of Garfield and bring him into bed with you, but you gotta make sure that the cord from Garfield to the wall is long enough for that. Right, and I, re I do remember back to like the in the house party line thing, what would actually happen the most, not me eavesdropping on my stepsister, would be I would be on the phone with like my girlfriend or something and then my mom on the other side of the house would need to make a phone call and she would just pick up the phone and I'll be like, mom, I'm on the phone. It was like, and then she would, oh, I'm sorry. Well, or she'd be like, well, I need to use the phone so and cordless you need phones, to get off. And cordless you phones. You can get back on after I call. Were much easier to tell. Time and date. When somebody had interrupted. So if you had the classic phone, a ro either a rotary phone yeah, or just be. a, a non-corded phone, a non-cordless phone, you get your finger and you'd stick it up under the receiver and hold down those two clear pegs that would come out that would indicate that this phone is open, the phone line's open. And you'd hold it down and then you'd open it up 
you'd get the phone in position. And then you'd let Turn it like this so you wouldn't breathe into the phone. And then you very, very, very quietly left. So you did eavesdrop on your brother. No, I just knew how to do it. I just know the technique. You had the power, but you didn't wield it? Uh, But with a cordless phone, it was very obvious, like you could like hear somebody just came into the conversation. Yeah. It's like, my mama on the phone. And then every once in a while, you can replicate the situation when you're charging your phone and you get a phone call and you don't wanna stop charging it. And you're like down there next to your bedside table. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can feel. I'm doing it the old fashioned way. You can feel what it was like. Uh, did, you, did you have anything else? Mm-mm. Uh, but you do, I think, as we as as our custom now have a recommendation. Oh for yeah, all the ear biscuitiers. So thanks for uh, taking a trip down memory lane. Let us know hashtag ear biscuits. Um, what phone related nostalgia was brought to your mind? Uh, something you remember about the way phones used to be? Hashtag ear biscuits. And now it's time to get some wrecks in effect. Um, I'm work, work on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check, baby, check, baby. You know, it's a rump shaker. It's a song. Yeah, right. Speaking of, that's my recommendation this week is a song. Um, I love it when I find a song. It's like, whoa, I'm something about this song is special, and I never even knew it existed. Hmm. I played this for Rhett earlier today. Yes. And would you agree that this is a, this is a, this is a song not to be missed. It's very notable. It's 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 weird. I, I think it has special. It, 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 I knew when you were playing it, exactly why you were playing it for me. I don't necessarily know that that would translate to yeah. everyone, right? But you were playing it for me because you were like, the person who sang this song at the time that they sang it, and then the way that it sounds. All of those things are going to be a little bit difficult for you to reconcile, and it's going to be a little bit of a trip. And you were right, my friend. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, I don't know where it's gonna strike you, and uh, I will say that I'm, I'm not giving an endorsement of anybody's, of this artist's personal beliefs of what they may put on Twitter <laughs> now. No, no telling. Does he have a Twitter account? Yeah. Um, so don't go there, just enjoy the song for what it is, but the song is called uh, Behind Your Eyes oh. by the Charlie Daniels Band. Mm-hmm. You may know the Charlie Daniels band from The Devil Went Down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind and he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. It's mm-hmm. a good fiddle song. That's what he's known for most. Um, even when we went to New Orleans and we went to that like dueling piano bar, of course they started they play. playing that yeah, song. Right. Got to. And uh, it's a good song. Yeah. But this song, Behind Your Eyes, <laughs> is the song before that song on the album. And it is like night and day different in terms of like the genre. It's not this like, you know, you, you may consider Devil Went Down to Georgia like a redneck fiddle song. Mm-hmm. I think that's the official genre um, on on iTunes, redneck fiddle. The sound is, the sound and and um, well, the production of that song was it's just got very this, unexpected it's for got this Charlie like Daniels band. Late 70s rock kind yeah. of thing and then these uh which is one of my favorite things is harmonic yeah, harmonizing lead guitars, like two telecasters playing which is a complimentary. Su- it's a 
That's solos. A, it's not limited to, but it is a big Southern rock thing when he was in that There's zone. There's something about it. I think it. this is 1979. It's a good year. Uh, so yeah, just think of, think of that, think of me when you listen to that song and uh, it may it may surprise you. Here's to being surprised. That's my recommendation. You know what, you gotta keep surprising yourself. Don't ever stop surprising yourself. Go outside on your phone, talk in the yard, untethered. If you don't know your own f- phone number, memorize that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Starting with you, Rhett. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. All right, we'll speak at you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us.